0: Today I have uh, Jerry Hutman from uh, Rejuvenations Lighting joining us, and Christian Gladue from the Bungalow Company. Um, we're really excited to have uh, Rejuvenations here today. Um, definitely has been a um, an icon company for us um, as we have developed the Bungalow Company. Um, they were one of our kind of uh, the first uh, first vendors we really found out there that were speaking the same language as we are. So um, we've used uh, we've used a lot of their product over the years and um, have enjoyed how um, how our relationship has evolved so Jerry, I thought maybe we could start start with a little um, discussion around LED lighting. I was talking with um, some folks here in the office and it's one of the it's one of the trend pieces that we've seen um, change uh, in the last ten years or so we've uh, you know there's other things that have kind of um, directed uh, a lot of our design and um, things like front-loaded washers and dryers, uh, flat-screen televisions, uh, fire, you know, gas fireplaces. There's been these elements that have come in that, you know, in dealing with uh, classical design elements, it's like, well, how do you make these? How do you make these work? And they actually do really have uh, an effect on uh, how we plan. And um, lighting for us is, um, you know, I see that it's such an individual, um, individual piece and With all the choices that we have, um, it's always interesting to see how these new pieces of technology um, will come in and, you know, how they affect us from an environmental perspective and how they uh, affect the quality of light. And I thought it might be interesting um, to hear your take on that.
1: Yeah, you know, we come from, since 1977, we come from uh, more of a historical standpoint. Um, it's in our DNA that we have always been classic lighting and uh, American house parts, um, yet we re- recognize that as we move forward, technology is, of course, going to inform what we do. So how do we reach forward, um, apply LED, for for example, to our existing designs, but also develop with LED in place, Um, we wanted to respond, of course, to Title 24 in California, which is one of our greatest needs. Um, But really, we can see that it has a more broad application, and the quality of LED, thank goodness, has really changed, right? So a beautiful 2700 Kelvin Reed, that warm white light that really is reminiscent of incandescent lighting um, at, you know, a tenth of the uh, power um, output and very low heat, very low maintenance. Um, You know, we warrant our product, LED product, uh, five years right out of the gate. So it's a combination of energy savings, uh, certainly environmental impact. Um, We can still meet the aesthetic um, as we're moving forward with new LED technology. And, um, and the maintenance on it is so low, uh, so it's very low touch once it's in place.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's, that's really nice, and because one of the things that uh, I think people are looking for in dealing with, you know, with, the, with classic design, and whether it be arts and crafts or be colonial or whatever, whatever the historic piece um, be, is, I think is recreating kind of that ambiance. And that ambiance, you know, for us is so often around um, it's around color. It's around light. It's around the texture that all that, that provides. And, you know, certainly um, I think people focus on uh, natural daylight so much in a house. Um, but I, also, I always say to people, you have to be prepared for a house with a lot of light because at night, it's as light as it was during the day, it's that dark. Um, so how do we fill? You know, so how do we fill that? And what are the tools that we have to, you know, not just make that house, you know, where you're looking into black windows and reflections of yourself, um, but how to fill, how to fill the space with light in a way that makes you understand that it, it is, a, it's a lighthouse during the day, but it's not a dark house at night. So do you, I yeah. wonder. If, go ahead.
1: And Christian, you do. I, I looked at your product. The Bungalow Company does such a beautiful job of uh, rendering the outside in during the day and inviting that, and then you know recreating that ambiance of lighting, whether it's task or function or fashion lighting um, by night. And I think that's you're right. I would rather have a space that's over-lit, where I have many, many choices um, to, to either dim by rheostat or turn things on and off uh, for special occasions or uh, task and function or aesthetic, um, than having something dimly lit, where we have to always augment um, you know, with floor lighting or portables. So I, I think um, you're right on it in terms of... Uh, getting as much light quality, and uh, I always think about that, I'm a native of Portland, so I always think about the Northwest in particular, where we crave light, and we crave the quality of light, and you know, not just, uh, obviously, in the Northwest, it's all over, but especially here, people really celebrate and come to life um, uh, when there is better light. Um, You can see it in the sunshine, it brings people out in droves, right? So um, uh, I think it's equally important in our indoor spaces as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I think the other thing I find really interesting is in from our perspective when we're designing houses, um, it's very easy for lighting, um, for customers to let lighting slip as an afterthought. And it, and th- they want a generic solution I, and I tell people like, we have a lot of house plans that will work on multiple sites but I have never seen one of our houses with the same lighting plan recreated. Um, if people are really asking the questions and looking at their life introspectively and how they're gonna live in the space, I feel like the lighting plan is different for everybody. And I, you know, it's like there's so many there's so many options. It's like and if you're kind of in the in the business of, of designing house plans, if that part of it is, you know, kind of being dealt with, uh, it's not a full service contract for us, you know, the, the tendency is for people to use a lot of can lights. And and I feel like I always try to direct people into the idea that, you know we try to light, you know, with natural light, we try to light every room from, with natural windows from at least two directions. And, it, and once we're starting to de- deal with actual spaces inside and, and um, artificial light, I always try to describe light as pools and the idea that, you know, maybe you might have some can lights, but the reality of it is there's all these other things you do in the space. So how do you go about, you know, identifying how you're going to live in the house and what the other types of lighting are? Um, and I think that Rejuvenations has always had very nice, um, very nice fixtures that work with us aesthetically. But it's exciting to see how those thing, how those, how those light fixtures um, have evolved with the with the newer technology, and also that you guys have some service available where you can where you, there is some where there is some lighting um, some lighting consultation that you can do in your showrooms, from what I understand.
1: Correct. We do both in-home and in-showroom consultations. And and Christian, I'm glad you touched on this point. We're we're really design-driven, so we... We really rely on the design community, uh, people such as yourselves in development um, that are bringing the needs, the ever-changing needs of the clients to us and that really informs our development. So we like to stay as close to the pulse on the street um, with developments, um, also the architectural and design firms. We also look at fashion, we look at nature, we look at uh, food and, and beverage. We look at a lot of different things that influence us but certainly the design community helps drive our development. Um, and. When you talk about pools of light, um, that is—it's interesting. We are—we're looking at rooms in that way. So each room has an opportunity for a task, a function, um, an aesthetic, or just an ambiance. You know, just a feeling when you walk in. Um, so it's a, that's a—that's a great way to view lighting in, in pools. I love that description.
0: Yeah, and I think the the other thing that's interesting is really the um, kind of the scale of lighting. I, I feel like when I started doing this, um, we opened the Bungalow Company in '96, and we were using um, we were you know we were kind of scavenging around. The Things weren't available everywhere, um, and the scale of the houses kind of changed. Like um, some of our original studies were of houses in uh, in Seattle, where a lot of the ceiling heights were, most of them were like eight foot four and a half in um, a conventional bungalow that you know where we started our remodel business and as we started to create new, new house designs those designs started to have nine foot and you know sometimes ten foot ceilings and I found a, a drastic difference in the performance of fixtures and how they lit the rooms um, between that you know the old school eight foot four and a half ceilings to all of a sudden a, a nine or ten foot ceiling so I, I've, I've been interested in how um, rejuvenation has kind of moved through the scale um, I feel like the the um, and I don't know. I'd be interested to hear what the kind of R and D is behind that because uh, it seems like the scale has evolved, um, uh, uh, you know, to meet kind of the new the the more prevalent ceiling heights.
1: Uh, scale has evolved, and, and you hit on a a great piece that we're in development with right now with our Northwest Modern collection and our updated. Craftsman collections, and that is um, uh, we immediately identified this year that scale was very important. We need smaller pocket niche lighting, but we also need grand scale, or we need the ability to be able to cluster our existing lighting collections to create um, more of a chandelier effect or more grand scale lighting, Um, longer rods, longer cord lengths, um, uh, bigger diameters, pans, and, and lights that are stronger in lighting. Uh, and total output but also can be dimmed down um, so scale is really it's at the foremost of our development right now and we um, almost every family that we're developing currently has larger scale lighting involved uh,
0: interesting um the other the other thing i'm interested in is like what would be some advice you might give um, somebody whether they're building a new house or remodeling if they're because i think that the lighting the the lighting um, environment is kind of daunting um, people have a hard time judging scale without going to the showroom, and even sometimes I think going to the showroom they have a, they have a difficult time you know, getting the right scale. Uh, is there yeah. any place that you would any advice you would give somebody in, in whether the, it's a newer or an old house um, on getting started?
1: Absolutely, Christian. I'm going to back up to one thing that you said earlier, and that is: do do not let it be an afterthought. Don't wait until mid-project to begin making those lighting decisions. Weave it in right in the beginning. For for us, of course, we're a lighting company, so it's the jewelry to the room, um, and it's it's what makes us look great um, in all of our uh, uh, gatherings. Uh, so, um, and or functions over our desks. So it's it's really important. Um, so I would say begin that process. Uh, earlier than later, Um, you know, there's so much information on the web um, and certainly leveraging your designer is is the best tool you might have. But great lighting showrooms such as ours where you can come in and look at size and scale, uh, gather tear sheets and begin building a lighting portfolio as if you were working on this as a separate design project and then make it fit into the overall design project with your A&D firm.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I always tell people it's never too it's never too um, early to start. And I also know that even when I'm um, before I'm on the computer, I'm I'm still uh, I'm the I'm still old school. I still do a lot of hand drawing in like, my ah. conceptualization. And uh, I'm I am i I actually kind of draw these pools of light while I'm while I'm drawing the plan. I have ideas around that, and you know, getting that translated and into a fixture is. I mean, there's many steps in there, and it and it seems to evolve uh, an endless number of things. Uh, Cabinets, height of cabinets, window heights, um, you know, uh, actual color and materials, and uh, so it is interesting to to try to get the consumer, the client, on board early, and just be, you know, I ask them. It's interesting the way you call them families. I ask people to kind of look for a family or a direction, something that speaks to them before we. Um, necessarily present a whole lighting package um, and I and I think the scale is usually the thing we have to either tune them up or tune them down on um, but the uh, to, just getting people to think about that so that you're when you're laying out cabinets you're not you know lighting the top of a cabinet or you're not choosing fixtures that you know are are, um, are not going to perform with the proper ceiling heights uh, and or influence from the outside too
1: absolutely and I think um, again you're Speaking our language, and I love that, and that is to uh, really work within your desire and your aesthetic and the overall feeling, mood that you want to create. Uh, the other considerations are scale, size, scope, projection from wall, um, you know, aging in place, uh, uh, how do you entertain, um, where's your workspace, where's your play space or your working out space. I mean, these are all the considerations that a good lighting plan will have in it.
0: Yeah. I think it's almost like I think about it as well as also almost like developing a series of scenes. Like I have mm-hmm. the living room on Monday morning feels much different than the living room does on Friday night. Um, yes. So, try, so trying to find a, a way that you, you know where those spaces can. You know, people will talk a lot about how to make spaces big and open and fun and all function together. But also be I think the beautiful thing with controlled light is that you can also shut them down, change the whole mood, change the ambiance in a way that it's it can disconnect you from what's going on in the outside world and kind of bring you, bring you know, bring it into a more intimate, into an intimate setting.
1: It absolutely sets mood, and, and I love the idea of changeable spaces. I think we need to maximize what we have, whether that's a large space or a smaller, more intimate space. Um, regardless of square footage, I think everything needs to be multi Um and changing the mood with lighting is one of the easiest things to do to achieve that.
0: Yeah, literally a flip of a switch, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So the other, the other thing. Um, what about b- how you guys are inspired now? Like you mentioned, this new. Uh, the, the sounds like a is it a mid-century modern collection or a modern collection you're working on right now?
1: Yes, well, we, we are definitely uh, blowing wide open and, and giving more color to our mid-century mix that we've um, had in place, and it's becoming um, a much more broad in its families, both size and, and scale. Um, but we have a new point of view uh, that we are loosely titling Northwest Modern, and it's it's really uh, leveraging local artisans whenever possible, and the use of mixed materials, pottery, wood, mixed metals. How do we bring kind of those natural elements um, into industrial chic and soften it up, or how do we um, create updated craftsman looks? Um, and I think uh, the new Northwest Modern is going to hit on all of those uh, points.
0: That's nice, and I, and I also encourage people too. It's like, I, I feel like sometimes when they um, people can be really um, evangelical about putting an arts and crafts fixture in an arts and crafts house, but yes. there are also I think that uh, what I what I like is that um, there are a lot of opportunities within a house to, you know, if you want to take a room and, you know, you have a fairly traditional arts and crafts house, um, you can still step out in a room and say, hey, here's our contemporary space. Here's our... And maybe we're doing something much different. Maybe this is an office that, you know, they didn't have in 1923 full of, you know, Mac monitors and all that other... (laughs) All of our other technology. (laughs) It's like, so how do we... You know, it's, it's nice that we can take these rooms and kind of separate them and really light the room for its intent. And I think that all that can be... All of that can be like anything you might collect. Um, you know, I think I think a beautiful light fixture is just something you collect. And if you if you can totally change with a change of a few fixtures, you can totally change you know the period of that room and still have it reside within uh, you know a more traditional house.
1: Absolutely, and and you really are speaking about the evolution of our own business here too, where we were more period specific and and people were very stringent about uh, you know much more strict about uh, being. Honoring the DNA of a particular um, architectural form. Um, while that's still celebrated in May, I, uh, I think people are more eclectic now and they really want to. Uh, have the best of both, and that is a sense of place, a sense of history, a sense of permanence, but what's also new and fresh and breathes new life into a space. So it's a perfect opportunity for us as designers, both from the manufacturing standpoint and also the drawing standpoint, to marry the best of both worlds. And there's so much available to us now. It's a really exciting time for lighting.
0: Yeah, I I agree. And I think the thing that's really nice, too, is in terms of... Um, how the house has, how the home has evolved. Now we're doing so many things at home that we weren't doing before. Um, You know, just simply like the work, you know, how the workplace has evolved into the house. And, you know, for a while, everybody was building an isolated office within a house and that's how they were going to work. And we realized that actually, you know, the whole house has become, you know, a place where you can can connect and, um, you know, to your job, to social media, to any other, to any number of things. So it really has changed, like, any space basically needs to be able to be a, a, a place where you can communicate and be social, whether it be internal or external to your to your family. So I think that the evolution of these light fixtures and, and how we light houses um, is, re- is really changing how the floor plans evolve and the fact that we don't need huge isolated spaces to accomplish things like offices. It can be a breakfast nook. It can be, uh, you know, a... a a bar at a dining room, it can be the kitchen table.
1: I agree. I, um, technology will inform more and more the design decisions, obviously, and as well, I believe, a sense of permanence and entertaining. I feel like at the same time we've got this tension between high tech, we've also got this tension of high touch, where people are coming back home and really celebrating the home and the garden again. So I, it's all going to blend in a very beautiful way when it's done very thoughtfully
0: yeah i agree it's it's really it's it's nice to know that you know the manufacturers of uh, of this stuff are thinking the same way and you can feel it um, and it's and i you know it's interesting to see how clients are driving those decisions and and that they're very willing to go along with it and are encourage it and and have encouraged kind of that evolution it's not a false evolution mm-hmm. like i think uh, i feel like some of you know some pieces of technology have you know False, falsely informed us it's like it really feels like this is the, na- the natural way for it to be and the fact that you guys are really drilling down into energy efficiency and embracing that technology um, I know that there's there between compact fluorescence and the uh, first generations of LEDs it would have been easy to turn your cheek and say we are a historic company and we do things the old-fashioned way and I like the fact that you guys really have not done that and have moved and really have moved forward with both the
1: And it's so rapidly moving, uh, especially when it comes to LED as the new technology. Um, It it changes almost overnight, so we have to keep a pulse on it uh, almost on a daily basis, certainly a weekly basis in terms of what's developing in the industry. So we're looking at flat boards, we're looking at clusters, we're looking at things that can serve very small lighting to very grand-scale lighting um, in all workspaces uh, while protecting the environment and also creating more energy efficiency and cost savings.
0: That's great. Well, I thank you very much for your time today. It was uh, a lot of a lot of fun uh, doing this, and I uh, look forward to possibly doing it again.
1: Christian, thank you very much. I'd love to be on with
0: you okay. again. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you.